All right, ladies and gentlemen, good morning. It is October the 7th, and I'm super happy to be here with you today. And I cannot tell you how nervous I get before I hit that red button that says record. But I just want to welcome you back and super excited to be with you. I want to welcome you back to the Ruthlessly Curious podcast where we dive into all things leadership, parenting, nutrition, fitness. And today, I'm going to call this episode the whistleblower episode. Now, I want you to really think about removing everything that you know and understand about nutrition. And I want you to have this illustration in your mind. And the illustration is, your mind is like a parachute. It only works if it's open. And with that illustration in mind, I'm going to share with you three things that I want you to really think about in terms of your nutrition. And it's three things that you have probably never really thought about. Some of them may affect you. Some of them may affect someone close to you. And they may not affect you at all. But it is maybe a different lens of which we can start to look at nutrition a little bit further and a little bit deeper. All right, so number one. Well, before I jump into number one, I want you to think about this phrase. Sometimes it's not what we eat, but how we eat, okay? And I think a lot of times people get caught up in what to do versus the process of, of, of how they're executing what they, are, what they are already doing. And sometimes I think we are really close, but we, we all of a sudden, we, we get this what I call shiny ball syndrome. And we see this new thing and this, no, this, this new novel concept or this new novel diet. And then we just want to overhaul everything that we're doing when, to be perfectly honest with you, we were probably doing some really good things already and we just needed to make some small changes, which is what I call refining the process. So let's jump in to my big three. Three things that I think everybody should really consider about their nutrition. Number one. Now, I want you to really think about water and how important water is. And I think the one of the statistics that I want people to think about is, you know, your brain is 80%, 80% water, I believe, is the is is what your brain is comprised of. But this idea of water and how we use it properly and how we could probably refine how we use it to, to enhance it a little bit better. So number one, you should be consuming about half your body weight in ounces of water every day. Now, if you're engaging in physical exercise and you, you are working outside, then you may want to up the ante a little bit. And I will tell you, I actually consume well over a gallon, which is, I, I believe it's 128 ounces a day. Uh, so about a gallon a day. But here's the thing that I want you to think about in terms of how it may affect your nutrition, which is whenever you start to, like if, if you get ready to eat a good meal and you are cooking or you're smelling food or, or there's this, uh, or you're anticipating having a meal, well, your body starts to produce and go through this enzymatic process where, it, where it's getting ready to digest food. Okay, and then the, the idea is your body, whenever you are consuming food, 
your body is producing these acids to help break down and metabolize this food. So therefore, I try not to consume any, any water 20 minutes before I eat and 20 minutes after I eat. And I do not consume water while I'm eating. Now, it's been very interesting. This has kind of been on my radar lately because this has been brought to my attention several times over the last couple of weeks where we've, we have gone to a gathering, to a party with either with my boys or, or for Natalie and I, and someone has said something to me about not drinking any water while I'm, or yeah, drinking water while I'm eating. And so sometimes I don't go into it just because it's, it, it, I think people would kind of be shocked by, by it. But at the same time, I think it's super important to really recognize and also really respect like how your body is designed. And it is, <laughs> it is amazing at, at the processes that it goes through to, to help break down and metabolize food. So therefore, I also want you to think about too, I know a lot of times people, you may have a digestion issue, you may have an acid reflux issue. I would tell you to really take a look at some of the foods that you're eating. Um, maybe, maybe even take a look at some of the things that could be irritating the, the stomach or the, the esophagus or the gut lining that could be causing these irritations and really see if you can see about removing those. And we'll talk more about that in just a second. So for me, the, the water is super important. You got it. You have to be getting in the water. You know, it's going to help. It's going to help move your, your food, your digested food through the, through the GI tract. Obviously it's going to help, you know, really help with cognitive function in terms of, you know, making sure there's enough water in the body so that you can, so that you can focus properly. And then it's just great for your, your organs, obviously is great for your, your soft tissues, your ligaments, your tendons, all the things that you need so that your body can repair itself. Water is a big part of that in terms of all the biological functions that it goes through. Number two, all right, this is a big one for me. And this is a big one for my family. And this is something that I'm super passionate about. Number two is fiber. I don't think that we give fiber enough credit on how it can, number one, just cleanse the body, but also, number two, how it can alter your body composition. So I want to talk about fiber in a little bit, I want to dive in just a little bit deeper so that you can really understand how fiber works, okay? So let's say we're eating vegetables and you eat these vegetables, let's say it's a bell pepper, let's say it's cooked, uh, or it could be raw, whatever the case may be. Obviously, if you cook it down a little bit, it's going to remove some of the fiber content, but it's still fibrous. And what has to happen is it's going to bypass the small intestine for digestion because it can only be digested in the large intestine. Well, here's what's really interesting about that. You have specific bacteria that live in the large intestine that lead into the colon. So the role of this bacteria is to break down that fiber. And then this is what's really interesting about that next part. So as your body is breaking, as your body breaks down this fiber, it, the, the body goes through these processes, all these cool biological functions, and it tells the body in which 
immune cells that it needs to make, whether that's natural killer cells, different types of immune functions. And so fiber is so important for the body, not just for body composition, not just for the things that you can see on the outside, but for things that you can see on the inside. And our society right now is plagued with all different types of, you know, irritable bowel syndromes and autoimmune diseases and people with acid reflux and all the different types of diseases that we have to take medications for. And I think the, the, the interesting theory that I have, or maybe the interesting question that I have is if we were taking proper care of our bodies on the front end, eliminating toxins, eliminating dairy for people that have, you know, dairy intolerances, and then I said eliminating toxins and eliminating dairy, and then also feeding our body the types of nutrients that it needs, would we be having these same types of issues? And I think that's a question that we need to wrestle with for sure. Number three, this is extremely important to me and is going to be extremely important to my work moving forward, which is we have to really look at eliminating toxins to optimize our nutrition. So this is also a theory, and I don't have any information to back this up, but I want you to hear me out. So alcohol is ubiquitous within our culture. We use it on a, some of, some use it on a daily basis. Some people only use it on the weekends. Some people use it for, for various different types of what they would consider a, 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 a de-stressor, so to speak. But here's something really interesting I want you to think about. So alcohol is viewed as, the, uh, as a toxin by the body. And so as soon as you start to consume it, your body is trying to get rid of it. It's trying to get it out. It's trying to metabolize it. And I, I really believe that it will start to metabolize alcohol before it does anything else. And so what I mean is it will shut down other parts of the body so that it can, it can start to try to metabolize this alcohol and get it out of the system. So therefore, it shuts down a lot of the biological functions that it already typically does without you even knowing that it's going on. And I think that's so important to really think about that, right? So like most people are trying to, most people that are going to listen to this podcast are either trying to alter body composition in a, in a positive way or either trying to level up their emotional life or their physical life in some capacity. And oftentimes we forget that eliminating certain toxins are really holding us back, Right? And so I think just in terms of the alcohol and, and, and how it affects the body, how it affects the metabolic process, how it affects the decision-making process really needs to be discussed even deeper and further. Now, it's one of those things too where if you just feel like you have to have it, then you just have to understand that there's certain things that you may not be able to achieve. You may not be able to achieve the body composition that you want. You may not be able to achieve the vision that you want. But it's a, it's, if it's something that you just feel like you cannot do without because it makes you feel special or it makes you, it numbs you to certain things and makes you not think about certain things, then 
Therefore, that 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 is not a part of the equation for you, and then you don't have to worry about it. But I do think that these three things are super important of, in terms of our nutrition protocol. So I think the the question ultimately is is what do you believe about water consumption? What do you believe about fiber consumption? And what do you believe about your alcohol consumption? And are these things propelling you for, forward or are they holding you back? You know, what is it that you could potentially refine just a little bit to see if you can have some positive results from a very, very small change? Is that eliminating alcohol? Maybe you don't want to eliminate it all the way, but maybe you want to, maybe you want to cut back. What does that mean? What does that look like? What about fiber? Are you taking in enough fiber per day? And then water, you know, is it possible that you could that you could have windows on each side of your food consumption where you're not consuming water so that your your stomach acids can work like they're supposed to work and they can really digest your food appropriately so that you can get all the nutrients from your food. I think the last question that you should really ask yourself, which is, who is the person closest to me that has their nutrition so dialed in, they're consuming the right amounts of water, they are eating the right amounts of fiber, they have a healthy relationship or potentially no relationship with alcohol. And I think most of you know that I had a very negative relationship with alcohol for a very long time. And so this comes from a place of love, care, and concern and making lots of mistakes, not from a person that has it all figured out. I will say my body composition has completely changed over the last couple of years due to the fact that I have definitely refined, you know, a lot of things in my diet and I've figured out some things that really work for me, but I've also refined my sleep and, and you know, really started to take really good care of my body just because I have children now and I have this vision for my life where I want to get to the end of my life and be healthy. Plus, I also need my children to see me behaving in a certain way so that they can also create really good habits around eating food. But also, I guess the idea would be healthy habits around food and how they view themselves and how they navigate the world of uncertainty. And also that goes along with my wife. And I think the thing for Natalie and I is we want to we wanna grow together. Well, we also want to have a great relationship and we want to see our, our, we want our boys to see us have a great relationship with our bodies and with food and, and just the way that we operate in terms of how we build our relationship. Food is so important, guys. Y'all know that. Nutrition is so important. It's how we fuel us. It's a big part of our culture. And it is one of the necessary tools that we have at our disposal that can propel us forward or hold us back. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed this first episode about nutrition and how I look at nutrition and how we can ask ourselves 
bigger and better questions about nutrition so that we can refine our process and that we can continue to move forward in a positive way. Thank you so much for the privilege of your time today. I hope you have a wonderful day and I'll see you next time. Thank you guys.